gentlemen, welcome to the main event. That and another podcast brings you music part two, Boomers versus Millennials. Let's get ready to rumble! This is Ken. Hey, this is Cal. And we are Not At Odds. Hey, everybody. Part two. Welcome back. How you doing? This is, uh, we're talking about music. We covered format of music, boomers versus millennial. If you're still here, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So, I think that covers the format end of it. So we get to talk about the bands. Let's talk about bands. Talk about the bands, This is what I brought this man here for. All right. It's what, so let me give a shout out to Chuck. That brought a beer to us. You brought a couple beers a couple to of us. Beers. Yeah, micro brews. What is this? What is what? Pronounce that. You say the big words. Pioneer. Pioneer. Yeah. Come okay. On. It's a half of Eisen. I love it because he brought one beer from about fifty miles away and another beer from probably about five thousand miles away. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. We have a couple of hefts here, which she's a fan of. Yeah. I and love she's hefts. not. She's not drinking a half. I'm sorry. That's kind of. I was, just got blue already, moon. That's I not was bad. already drinking it when everybody said that it was for everyone. So I'm staying close to my roots and I'm drinking an iced coffee blonde. How is it? Nice. Wow. It's amazing, actually. Like blue moon, mm. you nailed something. I don't know. I didn't know that existed. Not that I would drink it. It came in a 12 pack, like well, a mixed 12 pack. Yeah, but it's mango wheat. It's pretty it's good. It's iced coffee blonde. I would drink that all day. Mm. Okay. I don't want beer. And like put it in a coffee cup type of thing. You mean? <laughs> you should. I mean, yeah. <laughs> On a day off, baby. <laughs> nah, we won't do that. Well, let's talk about bands. We're pretty much going to talk probably seventies and eighties. Would you say, Chuck? Because that's yes. kind of our genre. And I'm thinking just just one band that I think uh, transports me back every time I hear it. You know, I'm saying I'm driving. It's the eighties. It's uh, graduated. It's the summer after graduation. In Boston. Boston, Boston is just just had the greatest songs for just cruising, just cranking it, and having the windows down. You know, summer days just that would seem to last forever. And now, when I hear a Boston song these days, it takes you right back. It takes you right back. It just I takes you back to that I time. It. It's just just amazing. Yeah. It's a time portal. And I was able to see them two years ago down in St. Augustine, Florida, and they sounded amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Their probably most famous song is More Than a Feeling. Yes. Are you guys familiar with that song? Is that on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack? That is actually part of the set list of a, of a band that you guys might be familiar with called Alkaline Trio. Have you guys ever heard of Alkaline Trio? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. More than a feeling. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I've dug into this a little bit deep. I think you're wrong. That's the problem. Okay, hold on. I am going to... Use your wife as a witness. What's it say up top? Whose set list is that? It definitely says Alkaline Trio. What's that song down there, number six? It says More Than a Feeling Boston cover. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What is the number two song on their set list? Born to Run. It's a Bruce Springsteen cover. 
Okay. Very Let's cool. go down to number seven. Skulls. Misfits. It's a cover. Okay. Wait, Let's are you go to claiming Misfits? Let's go to number seven. Uh, oops, I lied. Sorry, it's a Journey cover. Don't stop believing. What album is this? What is this? This is, is this from? Because This is a set list, and I did this quite a while ago. I looked up because I knew we was going to be at odds when it comes to which bands are. Oh, boy. Look at this awful face Kelly has. I'm ready to me. fight. <laughs> <laughs> To party, for your right to party. He's throwing alkaline tree under the bus. And no, I'm sad. not. I, I just thought I'd come out early. Chuck started with the Boston. They're just and I a went, lover oh. of good music. And I went, oh, look at there. I had looked back to see about band's set list. Yeah. And I brought up Alkaline Trio I because... I say, though, I have never seen a band more than I've seen Alkaline Trio. They will, hands down, always play a Misfits cover. Yeah. And maybe one other cover, or maybe walk out to another band's music. I have never heard them play more than one cover in a set, though. No, me neither. Uh, this is weird to me. At one time, uh, some of these that I had, it showed what show. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I'm curious to see what show this it was. It did this quite a while ago. I just. Are we sure it it's not a compilation of covers they've done? No, because shows. there's other. It's a set list. Really? It says set list on it, yeah. This Addiction, Emma, Blue Carolina, Blue in the Face. Is this some other songs? Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Emma? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, this will be a callback. Okay, <laughs> but and, and I I was surprised to find what I found. But my point is, Chuck, our music is so good that their bands are having to do our songs. Mic drop. End of episode. We don't go home now. Yeah. Yep. I think having to do is a stretch. Ha- did I say having to do yeah. that? They're having to do ours. No, they I have I did. to do ours. No, no, no. They didn't, that they were so good. They they want to they do want ours. To do. They want to do ours. Is what well, I. I mean, meant. you claim the seventies and the eighties. Hopefully, there are a couple of damn good songs in there. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't want to take I the nineties. Oh, okay. yeah, it's a bit I was stretching. Say, I, I really love the eighties a lot. A Other lot than the hairdos, music. you know, the no, hairdos are great. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that is test of time, though, right? Like any band you listen to, they're all influenced by something. And any music, I mean, obviously, rock music today couldn't come without rock music from the eighties. I think that's a given, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. They're- yeah. Everything. I mean. Our music was influenced. Okay, Chuck, here you go. Talk about rock, where it came from. Where did our rock come from? What was the influences on that? Oh, our rock was, again, a little bit of everything, but it was blues. So you had your your hardcore blues players, you know, from the 50s and 60s that the Led Zeppelins, uh, the Beatles, um, the Who, people like that would emulate. And that's how they came up with their power chords. And from that... Then you had, uh, um, you know, fast forward to the 80s, you had Scorpions, you had Ted Nugent, you had um, ACDC, and, you know, those bands. So that's kind of where that came from was the 50s and 60s, just your your standard three-chord progression to, you know, to some of the stuff that was played in the 80s that was, you know, the, the uh, again, the Scorpions or Poison or people like that. And every one of those bands were excellent. I'm going to have Chuck read a verse, and you can you can just read it. You don't have to sing it. And this way, you can hear how powerful their lyrics were and how meaningful. And if, if you guys might even know some of these, Chuck, would you do me the favor and speak along with him? If you know, I mean, this is going to be powerful. Are you guys ready for this? This is how. Are you going to blow my mind? I don't know if this, I can this handle is, it. This is how powerful. This is how powerful. This is um, almost theatrical. Scaramooch, Scaramooch, will you do the Fandango? (laughs) 
thunderbolt of lightning, very, very frightening to me. Galileo. Do you, can you Galileo. guys go along with it? Figaro. So those are some things. And I think one of the ones that... That I've, warmed my heart strings. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the ones that I've kept for ages, for whatever reason, is uh, Ronnie James Deal. And one of the verses he had in the song, his songs that uh, I just remembered for whatever reason was, the world is full of kings and queens who blind your eyes and steal your dreams. It's heaven and hell. And that one has just stuck with me. I don't know why. Yeah. And that's a that's a serious one. I know I did a little tongue in cheek here, yeah, but uh, but that was cool. But who was that? Do you know what that song is? That's from Come King, on. right? <laughs> <laughs> he took the gloves off. He yeah, he, he, he took them gloves off. He did. He just watched the movie too. So. Yeah. Do you know the movie? What I'm finding funny about this is what year would you have say that that song? And of course, we're talking about the song Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. What time? When would you say the song itself came out, Chuck? Just a good guess on that. Probably seventies. Okay, then... I was thinking 75. Okay. Then there was a movie that came out years later, but Wayne's World. (laughs) They played that, and all the millennials thought that was a brand new dang song. I don't think anybody thought that was a brand new song. They they did. I'm sure they they did. did. They did. Judging from this new generation and their Ozzy Osbourne and Missy Elliott crap. And I would just like to throw out that if millennials were watching it at that age, it's probably the the older parents' fault. Yeah, they probably shouldn't be. But but I want to thank uh, Guitar Hero. For bringing a lot of these bands there we go. back because Aerosmith. everybody found about found out about Aerosmith and had ten year olds and eight year olds coming to the concert with their parents because it's like this band is cool. Absolutely, and I'm watching Aerosmith walking, to this day. I was walking through Meyer the other day and they were on Rolling Stone or something. It's a cover of some magazine that said 35, 35th anniversary, I think. Yeah. Okay. It's impressive. Well, we are back. To the lyrics, though, because I'm going to toss this over to the millennials. Go from there, and if you've got any lyrics... Can I tell a story? Yeah, tell a story, and then if you can share any lyrics... Oh, man, I'm throwing this boomer under the bus. (laughs) Boomers. We're going to talk about... There's two of us here. A little thing. It's probably 20 years old now, but it's called the Slim Shady LP. Eminem's first uh, big hit album. So I'm not a huge rap fan, but I think everybody likes Eminem. Something about Eminem people like. Mm, Yeah. He's I enjoy, had a hit. I enjoy yeah, Eminem. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up, we talked about how hard it was to get albums or CDs, right? So I remember one thing about road trips. Whenever we'd go on a family vacation, before a road trip, I'd be allowed to go buy a CD. That was one of those times where I'd be able to take that CD on the road trip and just be able to consume that album. And that's the album I know the rest of my life. That's how most of these albums are. And we were going to Florida one year. And this was when uh, Eminem just came out and... My name is was like everywhere. I was like, all right, that's the album I want. No, not happening. My dad put his foot down so hard that CD, he compared it to porno. (laughs) He's like, it is audio porn. You can't have it. Wow. It was harsh. So instead, I got an album by a band called The Offspring. Um, This album had a lot about cultural appropriation, pretty fly for a white guy. It had a lot about heroin addiction, all these things that he did just not think was as bad as a white kid smoking pot. Funny story, though. Um, I mean, if you go back and listen to The Offspring, it's called Americana, that album. But I thought that was funny. But then I thought I'd lead into um, the next band that would be one of my favorite bands of all time. One of the bands I still listen to every day. Right after Offspring, I started listening to Blink-182, a little band called Blink-182. They're still around now. And... 
in the light of the ban on Eminem and but Blink One Eighty Two is okay. I thought I would read the lyrics of a Blink One Eighty Two album, okay, or a Blink One Eighty Two song. Okay, you ready? Ready, Chuck? He's he's gonna enlighten us on <laughs> okay. their lyrics. It's got to be. It can't be better. It's got to be wholesome because it's not Eminem. Okay, all right. It's not rap. It's not that dirty rap. All right, and this is so what it's age? Be okay. What age did you say? Um, I you know I was probably eleven, twelve. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right after the Chipmunks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chuck, don't think less of me, but I'm going to sing some Blink-182 for you. <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. This song, I believe, is called Family Reunion. I'm not going to sing it, but I'll, I'll recite the words to you. Okay. If, and if we know it, can we go along with it? You can go along. Come on. Okay. All right. It's, I believe it's, I don't know if I have my tone right, but sucker, mother, fart, turd, and And then they repeat it about five times, and then they say, I'm your mom. <laughs> and that well, and that was to... the album that I could have instead of this big bad. <laughs> good, good choice, Ken. Good choice. <laughs> I would have to say though, they stole the first part of that from George Carlin. So. Yes, they did. Yes, the how many words they couldn't say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's the greatest thing looking back. Like, no, you can't listen to this white guy that smokes weed. That is. So great. you found a way around the system. God bless you. Always. <laughs> Always finds a way. Good choice. Okay. Still rolling. Why is our music better than theirs? I, I, I'm going back to talent. Let me tell you something that we did not have. We did not have talent? video games. Is that what we're talking oh, about? Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> let me list some of those. Let, <laughs> me, let me list some talent. Prince was in our time. I love Prince. Purple Rain. Police. U2. Duran Duran. Tom Petty. Van Halen, Love Tom Petty. Def Leppard, Fleetwood Mac, mm-hmm. Scorpions, April Wine, ACDC, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden, Dio, Jay Giles Band. Should I go on? Just name a I few mean, more. You need a list. You had to go through and dig. I mean, I can go. I got Britney Spears. I got Lady Gaga, Limp Biscuit, Corn, <laughs> Justin Bieber, and Sync, Backstreet Boys. Nickelback. Should I keep, keep going? going? I don't even have a list. Nickelback, <laughs> Papa Roach. Do you have the clothes to go with those bands too? <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I got the three-quarter length concert T-shirt jersey. So, but my wife threw them away when we got married, so I don't have them anymore. Oh my goodness! Yeah, How big of a away. fight was that? Oh, she didn't even tell me. They were just gone, and one day I go to how look long? For, oh, it, it was probably the first week we were married. No, no, I mean, how long from the time that she threw it away until you realized it was gone? Oh, it was within the same week. Oh, really? It's like I was, that was going to be the weekend I was, you know, going to partay because back then I <laughs> God had God damn it, Deb, where is my right. Neil Diamond belly shirt at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play softball and I need my lucky shirt. There you go. Oh, there was a time Kelly had me helping him do some work in, a, in his basement at his house. And we're downstairs... Teresa at the time did not know I was even there. And all of a sudden, the radio come on or the music come on. She is singing classic rock to the top of her lungs. And I told him at that point, yes, you can marry this girl. <laughs> at the point that we were married for five years. No, no, no. <laughs> that was before you got I'm married. glad we finally got you. It was approval. before you got married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it took oh, yeah, a while for him to warm yeah. up to her. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> Yeah, that was a great list of... Uh... Yeah, that was just a few. I mean, I was going through, I, you know, it's you look back on all of those bands, your rhythmics and, you know, bands like that. I mean, just just when you think, you know, hey, this, this 80 guy loves, you know, Nugent and Dio and Scorpions and all those kind of people. We had so much cool music back then, you know, Stray Cats and 
Duran Duran and just so much. I mean, there was so much different music. You were going from one one music to to the next to the next, and all in that time frame, you had hair bands. You went from hair bands to metal, then to punk, then to British rock, then grunge. I mean, all within kind of a that MTV era was all within a five year time frame that all these things came out. Yeah, that's true, because MTV really influenced it. And what's the song, Video Killed the Radio Star? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you know this stuff. And again, my point is why I keep asking, do you know that? Again, with his list that he said, I bet you, I, I watched you guys nod, and you knew at least three quarters of his list, because mm-hmm. that's how powerful that is. What we didn't have was video games. When it was time to learn an instrument, stuck in the room with the guitar, days on end, that was your video right. game. We had a larger pool of musicians to pull from, I would think. Well, when I was starting to learn the guitar, when I was like in sixth grade, I had to play the Yellow Rose of Texas. Ooh. Yes, and that was what I had to learn. My, you know, my dad took me to guitar lessons, and that was the teacher was like 80 at that time, and that was learning the notes and things like that. So it was Yellow Rose of Texas, so one note at a time and trying to figure things out. But uh, I quickly learned power chords and uh, left behind the yellow rose of texas very quickly yeah so i um i've tried playing music for a while i uh started with trying to play bass because that's what you played and i tried owned acoustic guitars and electric guitars and i've tried a little bit everything i don't really have any rhythm and i or the the (laughs) patience or to try to learn a new skill apparently um but i yeah there was a time that you were trying to teach me some guitar and you're just kind of like i'm not gonna teach them the right way i'm gonna teach them some power chords and then by the end of the night and some beers i felt like a rock star for sure i touched some good chords and within 10 minutes i think the girls ran to the store to get some beer came back and they thought you was a superstar yeah, it doesn't take much. Doesn't take some power much. for us. That's all you got to do to get the girl. <laughs> oh, to get the girl. Can I tell a quick story? <laughs> yes, if, it's, if it involves music and a girl. Yes. Oh, the disgusted look on your face. All right. No, I'm just no, no. Nervous. I'm just kidding. No, no. I want to say is that my father was a musician his whole life. I grew up, and I was never interested until the day I went to a drama class, and a guy in the in the class brought in his bass guitar. Didn't play it. He brought his bass guitar. Every girl swarmed him. <laughs> he plays to this day. I'll show you a picture of him. I went, oh, my goodness. I went home and told my dad, gosh, I want to play bass guitar. Can you teach me? And he said, I had to learn on my own. You'll have to learn on your own. But my father, which is in the Michigan Country Music Hall of Fame, was not the reason I started playing bass guitar. It was because this guy by the name of Dave, and I thought if that ugly mug can get girls swarming around him, I can do. And I started learning to play bass. And speaking of your dad, who almost got beat up by Johnny Cash. Yes. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. His uh, union card ran out, and he was on stage playing, filling in for somebody. And Johnny Cash found out somehow, and it was down in uh, Nashville. Really? And he was going to throw him off the stage. But uh, uh, Ken's dad, uh, my father-in-law, got out of there post-haste, and he was gone before Johnny Cash could catch up with him. Yeah, yeah. I would have stayed and let him beat my ass. Yeah, How cool is that? Yeah, yeah, that's a great story, <laughs> right? I'll tell Cash. everybody right. that Johnny Cash kicked my ass. I took my dad to Johnny Cash's. union card. Right. Yeah, I took my dad to Johnny Cash's last concert, actually, before he wow. with wow. the Parkinson, but he was, cool. he was very nervous out in the audience saying, do you think he'll recognize me? <laughs> well, your dad back then could have just said, you know, uh, what's so tough about a boy named Sue? So. There you go. <laughs> or Kelly. <laughs> 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 
You're supposed to be at odds with us, not with your husband. <laughs> you got to stay here with him. It's three to one Quit. now, folks. I'm but done. the talent. I'm still going to win when we get to new metal. The <laughs> talent of these songs, of all those bands that you named off, the guitar players, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, some of these, uh, putting it together from top to bottom, there was just such a structure to it. Such a structure. What I heard as my son grew up playing songs is the drummer sounded just like he was just rolling. He could have put the drumsticks on uh, pedals and just do, 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 do. To me, that's what I heard. I know you heard something completely different, but I was just hearing a complete da 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 And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? What was going on? I mean, these days I think we call that a Coke binge. Is that where all your guys' music came from? Could be. Ours was probably more uh, acid and hallucinogenic. Oh, you did say rolling. But our our bands, our bands, all, you know, props to them. They were playing stadiums. I mean, 80,000 people, they were playing stadiums. I mean, it was all summer long. You would go to a concert that was an outdoor concert that there would be, you know, it was almost 40,000. 20,000 people every time you went somewhere just to see this band. Absolutely. And that would make me yeah. hate music. Oh, yeah, it was cool. Sure. Again, it was, Those it was cool. Those are the worst concerts, though. Yeah. You got to I would rather so many go people. to, you know, actually, the last concert I went to, Teresa and I were two of 20 people in the room. It was the and most was amazing the concert. Best concert I've ever been to, to in my life. Like, okay. the idea of a stadium turns me off. On the flip side, I absolutely love Pink. She's one of my very favorite artists. And we went to see Pink and it was one of those like huge stadium shows and we got tickets and we were like pretty much behind the stage. Mm, so yeah. we were watching like you could see behind you could see them getting ready you could see they had like screens so that the people could like watch the screen to see what was going on but we were behind the screen so we were seeing everything backwards and while i love pink it was so not you played big money for horrible seats yeah. to be shoulder to shoulder with yeah. people to pay 12 dollars for beer i remember leaving and it took us like two hours to get out of the parking yeah. lot and we paid what 15 bucks to, to go to that last concert yeah. And sit in a room with 20 yeah. people and have the most intimate But I don't show. S- there's not the big shows like there used to be back, I'm talking in the 80s. Woodstock. So there's just, yeah, yeah. Well, Woodstock, yeah. Like but size. I mean, yeah, they were that size. They were, they they were a lot of stuff huge, like that. Huge They're shows. just very, Crossroads. very few and far between. Right. They're right. a destination. Yeah. It's not like a tour, right? Like you can right. go to Chicago for a little affair, like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's like once a year festivals. Yeah. Um, so they exist. Summer. Right. Um, the bigger bands, you can definitely get online, see YouTube videos for that kind of thing. Right. But still, as a concert goer, like no, I'd rather have beer at home and watch it. a YouTube video of it the next right. day. Yeah. Right. Well, well, I see Billy Joel is going to be in uh, Detroit this year at Tiger oh, Stadium. Okay. So that something like that would be cool. Again, like you say, like Pink, I. I Again, I think her music is great. I love her voice. I love her voice with other artists. Yeah. Uh, it's really good stuff. And, I, you know, it's just one of those things that you'd like to see that you would pay that kind of money yeah. for. I mean, uh, my wife and I, uh, a couple of years ago, went to see Fleetwood Mac again because yeah. they've earned that right for, yeah. you know, for that. I mean, it was an expensive night. Once you pay for the tickets, once mm-hmm. you pay for the hotel room to stay downtown, once you pay for the food, food and, and, and all that, mm-hmm. it's an expensive night. But it's one of you know one time a year that you're going to do that, that you're going to go through that effort to see that kind of show just because yeah. they've earned that. 
I get it. But you know, like kind of, again, I'm repeating myself, but I like to talk about this. Like when we are lining up the concerts we go to, the smaller the venue it gets, the more interested we are. Like the more intimate the show, the more interested we are in it. Like I think that's yeah. what we get more out of. The more chance that you have to have a, a real conversation with the artist afterwards, it makes it more intriguing or more interesting to go to. But those concerts don't fall within their heydays usually. What do you because mean? when they're huge. Oh, because yeah. we don't listen to those kinds of bands, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> they don't get huge. You said, our, our musicians don't have heydays. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, uh, we do that now. We uh, go to smaller venues to see, like, sticks. The band in its heyday would be a huge stadium. Now they're playing smaller. Mm-hmm. Venues and we more venues. Mount Pleasant, yeah. Mount Pleasant, Cheap love trick. that. Yeah, you get in in old now. We get to stay where they're playing. You know, it's got a hotel right there. You know, we like to drink and carry on and go watch sticks. Uh, the band has the band came off from you yet? Uh, not B A N D B A N. Are you allowed back to Mount Pleasant from I, our last concert? I don't there? know. I I've, I think the the number of years has passed now to where I can. Okay, so we go can back go back. <laughs> okay, because we do like your, to have your a good wife time. too. I think she was banned yeah. as well. <laughs> you guys bought us a tickets for one of our first concerts in a small venue, and it was Jewel. I'm a fan of Jewel. Jewel's yeah, Jewel's music. Yeah, absolutely, you mm-hmm. did. And that's probably one that he bought. Was that a long time ago? Because I don't remember this. I'm usually the orchestrator of all the I know, that's what I was saying, yeah. (laughs) And we was like, yeah, I'm a fan. And, you know, we've heard her songs with the bands and everything. It was her by herself on stage with a guitar, two hours, and you oh, set us up. We had a amazing. table right down and how front. amazing was that? That was amazing, but they wouldn't have been in her heyday. No. So, again, your bands don't have heydays. Man. Ours mm-hmm. does. Another check mark in our... We got a lot of check marks over yeah. here, Chuck. That's because our bands are older, so that's what they've got left, our heydays. <laughs> heydays, yes. And no hair. But, <laughs> no hair. <laughs> you know. No hair days. One of my favorite is uh, Peter Frampton. Yeah, oh, yes. He used to have beautiful long hair. We're still in the wind column. I think so. I think you're so. in the wind. Just because the your f- bands were bigger and more popular doesn't mean that our bands aren't as good. They're just not. We just enjoy things that are less showy and. I think that you could popular. dissect the whole idea of this down so far to make it almost an undebatable topic, right? Like things are so much different than your guys' bands' heydays. Um, your guys' bands got big because. That might be the only band coming through town that month, right? And, okay, so everybody has to go see them. Um, there's that. There's just the accessibility, right? Where you open up your Columbia house, there's 20 CDs to pick from. So 200,000 people in that town are picking that one of those 20 CDs. We're now with digital media and everything. Um, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, right? It's accessibility. Like, there's there's so, much, so much that you yeah. can only spread it so thin. And on top of that, you're competing for so many different vessels of entertainment with the digital age that I just I don't think it's comparable. I think I think if we're comparing audience sizes and stadium sizes and dollars, it would just never be it'd be apples to oranges the whole Mm -hmm. way. Well, let's talk talent, just talent. Guitar player is going to be 100 percent opinion no matter how we do it. I think (sighs) I think, though, and I and and longevity is not on the millennial side yet, but our bands have been around for 50 years. I don't We're think talking, it will be, though, either. talking the Rolling Stones. You're talking, uh, again, Fleetwood Mac. Um, you're talking, you know, bands like that that are still 
still playing the ZZ Top. Well, I mean, you can say longevity, 50 years and whatnot, but like many of the bands we listen to, we're listening to them going on their 20th year anniversary. Right, that's right? what I'm saying. It's just, so, yeah, it's just because era. Just because they're not around for 50 years, I mean, we're not around for 50 years. But, but you guys have better health care, and we still have <laughs> yeah, you Keith be, Richards. You can be we going got Keith years. Richards. Explain that. And Keith Betty White. Richards. And Betty White, yeah. I mean, yeah, we what could is do a Betty podcast How is about she still Keith alive? Richards <laughs> and the drug combination that keeps him walking. His, like, yeah. There's something up with that. But I mean, I, I think even in longevity, you guys would win. Um, just from pure fact of money. The yeah. bands we listen to when we're your age, we won't be able to listen to our bands because they won't be able to afford to tour, to be yeah. honest. Like, there's a reason we can go and be one of 20 people in an audience. Yeah. And it's it, while it's good for us, it can't be good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I love about bands that we do is they do things more to connect to the audience, right? Like, we've had, for two different occasions, I've had two of our favorite songwriters write, write oh, and record right. songs for Teresa. Like, mm-hmm. you guys could never have yeah. that happen, Do you know right? that, Chuck? Have you heard this? I've heard that, yeah. So two different times awesome. I've had two of our favorite singers write and record songs. Uh, one time I had one of our favorite singers record a video of him playing a song of my choice. Um, it was actually last Valentine's Day, a song yeah. of my choice. He recorded him playing acoustic the song and sent it to Teresa. Yeah, and like he, my name was, like he said it, like Happy Valentine's Day. It was two Day. Teresas yeah. mm-hmm. meant for her. But um, it wasn't in Blink-182 form, right? No. It wasn't. Okay. It'll uh, never uh, be Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure, Teresa, because you're a nice lady. Then, so yeah. I don't know if you can see that, the frame to the right over there, that's hand lyri- handwritten lyrics to one of my favorite songs from the artist that wrote it. That's awesome. Um, it's awesome in the fact that I have access to these things, but it's not awesome when you sit back and ask why they're doing it, right? And that's going to be the difference of you guys being able to listen to your bands for 50 years. And five, 10 years from now, we're not going to have bands anymore because yeah. it's just, again, when you're paying 20, when you're one of 20 people in an audience, yeah, like you can't pay your bills on that. Yeah. My thought behind it, though, is that like when you think about feeling, right? Like, so I love music. I've always loved music. Music is something that I don't know that I could ever live without. When I listen to my music, I get a feeling. And it's probably the same feeling that you guys get when you listen to your music. No matter how big the music, no matter how big the bands are, the feeling is probably exactly the same. Um, And going and seeing them is the same feeling, right? You see them play their music, you get super excited, and you feel kind of connected to them. Um, And so no matter what you do, that feeling is still going to be the same, no matter how big these bands are. It's like that time travel. Right, yeah, yeah exactly. And we are not at odds at all about that. And you're talking about your feeling for music. That's why the four of us are sitting at this table. This is the four most passionate people about music that I know. Yeah. And you talk about having lyrics written for Teresa and everything. How do you know that I didn't do that? Listen to this. Oh, goodness. Listen to this. It oh, was, here we go. <laughs> there's a lady who's sure all that glitters is gold, and she's buying a stairway to heaven. When she gets there, she knows if the stores are all closed... With a word, she can get that, what she came for. Oh, 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 oh. And she's buying a stairway to heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh. Who did you, you have that? Who did you have that written for? Was that a commission? <laughs> what? what? That oh, was for Melissa. Suckers. That was for that Melissa. That was for Melissa. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she ma- that was in their wedding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was at their wedding. I'm, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> but to prove a point, you guys could probably name the song. Mm, yeah. Stairway to heaven. That's another longevity song that's been around and been there again accessibility 
accessibility, but you was talking about, I don't think that my grandchildren, your children, I'm thinking will know more of the boomer music oh, for than sure. what they will know of your music. Wait, That's wait, not fair, though. I don't believe that for That's a second. That's not fair. Emma knows almost every word about Blink-182. Do you want me to get her down here and talking about... She also <laughs> knows Purple Rain. She knows uh, Prince. She loves Prince, by the way. Was that on our list, Prince? It was. Oh, it was. Another check. No, but I'm saying if uh, in 10 years from now, because they're no. going to have their own music, which mm-hmm. they do, does she get Bieber? No, she doesn't get who, Bieber. Who no, do we she gotta gets stupid give JoJo Siwa. To. Oh yeah. Um, but I will say, I want to point something out. She told me that they were um, at school. They were like learning a dance to something, and they all had to vote on what song it was that they were going to dance to. She pulled out some Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. She pulled out Dark Side, and everybody nice. in the class was like, "Who? What? What, what? <laughs> what is <laughs> wrong with you?" That's cool. Yep. That is cool. That's my that's my our, kid. Our kids yeah. know our music. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> on that point, um, you got you said Scorpion like three different times on one of your lists. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to throw him under the bus for a minute, and everybody can make fun of him. Okay, that's good. Um, there was a point in my life, and at the, this point, this was one of the highlights of my music. I, I was really into the new metal. Do you remember new metal or what it is? Mm-hmm. Uh, with Limp Biscuit, Corn, oh, yep. Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. kind of a thrash metal kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're all—they're guilty pleasures now. You yeah. can't admit that you listen to any right? of those bands. <laughs> I don't. I, but, I um, really don't. I mean, I just didn't. It was just not likable for me yeah. and that's it's nothing against those bands mm-hmm. it was just it was you're old yeah i was old i, get it. I was older <laughs> at that time but i mean for me i mean the my greatest album of all time why why i mentioned uh, scorpions was blackout i mean that was the entire album you could listen to and it was just the coolest thing ever yeah well the reason i pulled up scorpions is when i started l- listening to limp biscuit that's was was his thing like oh if you like limp biscuit you'll love the scorpions mm-hmm. and he played me one album from the scorpions and that's it that's all i've ever heard from the scorpions <laughs> i would think almost the scorpions would dis probably disown him for associating the two limp limp biscuit. Biscuit be, yeah scorpions. yeah that would that would probably be that but but in in uh your dad's you know probably his I think in probably favor for him is that he's not really a metal guy either. No. And so Scorpions to him was probably metal. Now, my, my favorite metal band that I think all metal bands emulate is Iron Maiden. Okay. And, and Iron Maiden, I love them because of their music, mm-hmm. because their music tells a story, and I love them because of them as musicians. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they are just excellent, you know, the bass player. I mean, I've never really thought... The bass player was kind of the lead of the band. In this instance, Steve Harris is the leader of this band of Iron Maiden, and he's the one who makes uh, Iron Maiden. So, and you know, that's another band that's continued to sell out yeah. uh, over over the mm-hmm. period of time, and and still remains, you know, one of my favorites. So, Sam had to come clean and just say that I only know Iron Maiden in the form of T-shirts <laughs> and um, what's that Mullets? Ween song. Listens to Iron Maiden, baby. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know of Iron Maiden. I don't know any of their songs, though. You would like them. I, I think if you like Biscuit, you know, it's kind of the... I, I think it's... Well, th- they go parallel down the path. I, they don't cross into each other's lane. Mm-hmm. I think I need to clear something up. Like So Limp Biscuit now was immaturity and now has become a guilty pleasure turn yeah. on once in a while. Yeah. That's not where I land on my music these days. I'm... My music turned into um, punk, like yeah, indie like punk, punk music. Rock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I started listening to. My, and that's where I, 
I think one thing that we probably all have in common is we listen to the music that we loved when we were 16, mm-hmm. right? And it Absolutely. never yeah. changed. And that's still <laughs> the music we listen to now. The bands that we listen to now aren't the same bands, but they're all descendants of the same bands, mm-hmm. right? Like every band we listen to comes, they were in this band and then they're in this band and now yeah. we listen to them in this band. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're all the same people we're listening to from the time we we're 14, 15, 16 years old. For and that's what's part, scary about yeah. our music. We're going to get to a point where all we have is the music from back then because well, they're not going to be able to make music anymore. I will say, though, that with Spotify, we've branched out a lot. Like, I, there are a lot of bands now that with Spotify we have that I know I like. So I'm super eclectic. Like, I love all Well, music. I think it just it was an accessibility feature that I right. think it turned it into more of the same bands we would have oh, listened right. to it's when we were 16 if they were in front yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. I like bands in... in because of the different uh, media that we have available to us, like like groups that will play music just on acoustic guitars and play an old song, you know, like like Stairway to Heaven or something, but yeah. play it mm-hmm. acoustically and they're like the piano bar vibe. Yeah, right? and they're banging on buckets, you yep. know, for the drums, yeah. mm-hmm. and it, and it's young people who are just making great music just from, you know, what what was already there. They're following the greats. And I think uh, there's another band. There's a there's a metal band that's out where it's all brothers and sisters, and I can't remember the name of them right now. But it's uh, they play all like uh, the Dio and uh, ACDC and things like that. I can't think of the name of them now, but it's uh, brother and sister band. Help me out here. I don't know. Thank the God. Osmonds. The Osmonds. Donnie and Marie. <laughs> no, no. no. Close. We, we get them though, don't we? We Close. get them. But I yeah, like them. But just there's a lot of there's a lot of cool music out there. I think Ken, you you have one that you like where they just the, they have a band that's or not a band, but just three or four players that play acoustically, where one's kind of tapping on the guitar while the other one's playing and, and walk off the earth. One more shout out to uh, Chuck Spirit. Now that you finally got uh, one of these, yeah, Isn't this good? is good amazing. Beer. This is, is so good? great. Yeah, this, yeah. Is real. this is from Germany. Yes, for week sixteen thirty four. And it wasn't that bad. I think it was like ten bucks for for a six pack, so not not totally uh, too crazy. This is a, it's a Munich beer. I brought Hef mm. from Frankemuth. I did not get it in Frankemuth, and I live near Frankemuth, and I've had a hard time getting it. And I had to go oh, to really? Royal Oak, Michigan, oh. to bring us back some Hef. I, found I love there. the artwork on the front of it. Yeah, I love it. The the, the wiener, wiener dog, dog dressed dog. like Hugh Hefner there you is go. my favorite. Got a little story for you. Okay, here we go. Oh, maybe two years ago. You said two years ago. I thought for sure you were going to talk about the age in my life where I wore a, a red backwards New York Yankees hat to oh. look like Fred Durst. Here, let's go back. <laughs> Speaking of Limp Biscuit, I spent a lot of my life looking at lids to find a red hat, fitted hat. Fitted hat be the key word, big yeah. noggin young man. Yeah, that's, that's a man. big old eight. Eight and a half. Isn't it an eight and a half? okay. Our kids are... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so that was uh, that's a hard thing, but we got one for you, and you wore it for a long time. I did, yeah. And you love one of your bands so much. What's on your arm? What What's all over? Oh, look, at, look at the clothes. Yeah. Hold on, hold. Let's back up here. Yeah, Kelly. Oh, I'm alkaline trioed out today, aren't I? Yes, you mm-hmm. are. 
So yeah, um, like yeah, I said, I'm passionate about my music. It's it's what I do. It's what I've loved forever. Um, I've got one small tattoo mm-hmm. from a band and another giant tattoo on my leg from a band. One that I actually had to get kind of carved off. I have a giant leg tattoo from a, a band's album cover that I had to get part of it lasered off because I was getting ready to go in the service and then I ended up getting a better job. So I... Still, just have half a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> just you can just tell people it was yeah. it was half off story. only because I could only get half. Well, the there bad part go. is you can like I yeah, can like it. laser treatments. You have to go through so many sessions. Mm-hmm. I went through like ninety percent of them, so you can still see the tattoo there. It's like half a tattoo and then a shadow of another half of a tattoo. Nice. So someday I keep saying I'm going to get it filled back in. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. But that's just how much I've how passionate I've been about some of the music I've loved. So that's all Alkaline Trio, a band that we talked about. And now they're linked to Blink-182 because um, Alkaline Trio is an older band. I think they're like 22 years old. But one of the singers recently... The band itself is 22. The kids playing are... No, they're probably 40. The band... A couple years ago, we went on a 20-year... We went to their 20-year anniversary tour. Yeah. So they've been around quite a while. But Mm -hmm. then when one of the singers from Blink-182 left, the lead singer from Alkaline Trio slid into Blink-182. So now he's a big deal. And now our favorite band we can hardly ever see because he's always on tour with Blink. Which Um, isn't a bad thing. It isn't a bad thing because we like Blink, too. So you guys like groupies? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) There's none of that. (laughs) So yeah, I've got a couple tattoos from Alkaline Trio. And actually, you had named off the Alkaline Trio set list earlier. One of their songs is named Emma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, um, not coincidentally, is our daughter's name as well. Did you know that? Very cool. That's like how we are so deep into music. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. uh, I did a nod to uh, Boomerism. Now, I didn't have a shirt or anything. I did do kind of a nod with Keith Richards. Is that the underwear I'm wearing is as old as Keith Richards. Okay. So nice. that's a nod to uh, yeah. Boomerism. Hopefully they look better than Richards. How old is Keith Richards? Oh, my goodness. As old as my underwear. I just told you. Yeah, I know, but... Like, I'm not going to take like them off so you can see the... I don't want to see your underwear. That's The date weird. is wore off okay. on them. Yeah. Again... We are all passionate about our music. Yeah. I think that's came out. Yes. And we've all connected with certain groups out there, and we've all been to some concerts that I've pulled you all into. I've mm-hmm. pulled you to see... Uh, here Come the Mummies. Oh, Here Come yeah, the Mummies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh-huh. there you go. Here, Every one of us has been yeah. there at different times. Yep. Here Come the Mummies. None of you know who they are out there, but it puts all these things... All <laughs> that's these how things I describe them. That's how I start <clears throat> describing every band I'm about to start talking to, to right. somebody like, oh, yeah. like, oh, what concert did you go to? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You don't know. What them. kind of music do you listen to? You won't know right, any of them. Matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it has elements from everything that we've been talking about, I think. But a story that I was going to tell is a couple years ago, I uh, on Sunday nights, for years, I've taken Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier when, yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> been doing that for years. My job is stressful. Sunday nights, I need to sleep. Be ready for the week, and it's never been a problem. It's the only day he sleeps is Sunday. And one day in the mail, I got solar-powered rope lights. What in the heck? I had bought them after taking Ambien. I was having a little... Stress on that. I you were gonna say stress. I'm not gonna steal your thunder <laughs> on your story, but can I tell you real quick one package I got in the mail? Absolutely. Not realizing. Um, one day is is probably ten year, years ago at this point. Teresa opened up a package and there was a Star Wars action figure in there. It was Luke Skywalker dressed as a stormtrooper, and she's like, "Why in the hell would you order this?" And I looked her dead in the eye, and I'm like, "I have no idea." <laughs> <laughs> 
There were a lot of drinks involved that yeah. night. I got on Amazon. I don't remember that. That's funny. Well, I'd have my iPad when I go to lay down. I started getting emails where I'd been trying to buy packs of magic cards, not magic the game, but just cool looking oh. cards. They do magic <laughs> tricks with were like $50 a pack and they were out and they was telling me, hey, we got them now. I'm like, hey, I don't want them. <laughs> and so I get to... I was high on Ambien. You don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get to work one day and I get a text from Cal saying, okay, I got the tickets. We're good to go. Where do you want to meet? What in the heck is he? Are you sending this to the right person? Yeah. I started going back through the texts. What I had done is I had took an Ambien, sitting in the chair within minutes. I'm calling. I've called Chuck. I called another one of my brother-in-laws. And then you called a sucker. I called you. I was going to get us all to go. I was putting the band back together. Wanted to go see Kiss. Never was a huge Kiss fan. It was just embedded in my head because they was going to be in a town and I'd been down there creeping to see because Ooh. I was seeing if they were only playing every other day, and that's what I was finding out. So they was fresh on my mind. For some reason, I was putting the Kiss Army back together. Who would you have been? Peter, Chris? I don't know. Which one would yeah, you have been? I would, Ace I would have been Ace Freely. Ace Freely. Oh, I'd been Gene Simmons because yep. I played bass. and you know, No, I, I don't know what the deal was, and I'd called Kelly and had him get the tickets, and he said, okay, you know, like, sometimes right. you do My things for love. My dad me to go to a concert. You say, yes. Go. Teresa's sitting next to me like, what the hell? Why are you going to see Kiss? And why have you got that makeup know. on, for God's sakes? <laughs> Where's <laughs> My mascara. <laughs> And so you did willingly, sometimes you do things out of love, and you came, picked me up. We saw Kiss. We seen Kiss. We were close. And I got to say, I enjoyed it. That was my first time ever seeing Kiss. the fun part, though, of me calling you like, hey, what time are we picking up? What the hell is he talking yeah. about? Yeah, absolutely. Like Once, you kind of glossed over it for a second, but that was a big deal. I had to go I back. threw you for a loop. I had day. to go back through the texts, <laughs> and my wife said that happened within minutes of me doing that. But we went to a concert that I think we've seen a pretty dang awesome concert. concert. It was a good concert. I've, I've always been a Kiss fan. Yeah, I, I was never a huge Kiss fan, but yeah. that was a heck of a concert. It was a good concert. Yeah. And I, I didn't got, regret it. I got my iPad taken away from me <laughs> for a long time nice. until I got my stuff together. That's probably yeah. smart. They, yeah. okay, What's funny, though, it. is because when you call, you're crystal clear. Like There's nothing weird about it other than the only weird part was you calling me to go to Kiss the next day or whatever. Yeah. And... But it was good. It was it was a good, a show. good show. Well, we covered a lot of a lot of a lot of things here. I think we're on two episodes here. We covered a lot. I do have to say, I'm so glad that you guys came in to be guests. We couldn't have done this by ourselves, Kel. No, I think Chuck brought all the facts for you. You would have just floundered without them. Yeah, Chuck, you did a way better job than me. Well, thank time. you. I've been this is we've been planning this for a while now, so I've been thinking so he's thinking been about this. Researching. Yeah, yeah no, I, I I hadn't until today, but I really. You know, throughout the the past, I think it's probably been the past two months. Just kind of thought about it, so it was all just kind of in little chambers in my mind. Uh, in you know, just the little stuff that I did today was just some, just a few facts that I wanted to to point out. But you know, I've had fun at work with, I would say, thirty somethings, and just sharing music back and forth because again, you guys have your uh, music that you love, and and we have music that we love that we've even forgotten about so you know and it's fun because i'll you know at least once a week i'll send a youtube video to one of the guys and say hey what do you think about this it's like oh i've never seen them before and it was like april wine yeah they had not they'd not heard of april wine and 
to me, it's like, how could you not hear of April Wine? But to them, it, it makes sense. I mean, they weren't even around when April Wine was, was playing. True. So. I think music's one of those weird things that even if we are at odds on it, that it's one of those things that's so personal that it's hard to... You can't really judge It's it. hard. Yeah, you can't, you can't judge if you're not at odds with somebody because it's like you can come at my music and now we might have to fight about it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's hard to give somebody a hard time about the music they love for because you have no idea the reason behind why they love it. Right. Ooh, you know? I'm glad you said that because um, a, like a fact that I heard recently, um, and I don't know who said it, uh, but they were talking about how they've proven that music actually changes something in you. Like when you play music, uh, I don't know if it's like the waves or something, but it changes something in your body, physically changes something in you. And I imagine that that's why you feel music the way that you feel it and why you like the mu- certain musics because it changes your body in that way that makes you feel right. good. Um, so it would be impossible to say that, you know, that your music is better and you guys mm-hmm. win or our music is better and we win because, you know, it makes me, my music makes me feel different than your, you know, that That's it makes true. you or your That's music true. makes you feel the same way my music makes well, me feel. A couple things. Unless you that. like mumble rap, then you can go right to hell. hell. Yeah, or Skrillex. <laughs> Skrillex. Skrillex, is that what it's called? Skrillex? Techno. Techno. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, electronic. Electronic, electronic. Yeah. yes. EDM. I was EDM. Mm-hmm. I was listening to some yeah. last night in one of the places that I was at. They were playing that, and I said, that is so funny. When I got my first little keyboard that had some pre-programmed music, that's the stuff I was doing, and we'd laugh about, and now somebody's making money on Nokia t- cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing, and I'm going to ask everybody sitting at this table, with me, I know that me and Melissa, that is one of our biggest bonds I don't know if we'd have ever been married if it wasn't for that music yeah. connection. That's what we talked about. We talked about those bands. We're on the same page. Yeah. If music we didn't like the same so music, much. it would be a much harder time. Yeah. Music or wine? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think we, my wife and I didn't probably have the same musical taste to begin with, but we kind of merged and found out what music we did like. And through wine, it made it easy. <laughs> so, no, like like I said, we've, we've been with uh, you and Melissa to see Here Come the Mummies. We've been to Fleetwood Mac. We've been to Boston. I mean, Cheryl been, Crow. Cheryl Crow. Yeah, you, you sent me a scarf uh, on that. No, back, back up. Hold on. Cheryl Crow. I'm a Cheryl Crow fan. Yes. One day in the mail, I received a package with a scarf with perfume on it and a note from Cheryl Crow that this fool had put together and made it, you know, make sound like a, yeah, it was, it was from funny. Cheryl. It's from Cheryl to you. <laughs> with lipstick on with it. With lipstick. Cheryl must be hitting the hard times like our bands. <laughs> <laughs> she can't remember stuff anymore, so. Yeah, he looks cute. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the reasons we was able to put this together tonight is Chuck had to actually send his wife to florida to be able to get the time to do yes this. yeah i sent her to florida and my dog's not home so i don't have to worry about uh, my did dog he, not being home did maggie go to florida with yeah, her yeah she goes to florida my wife and my dog both leave and see you dad we, we're out of here there you go well, that's do you funny. sit around and write a country song i do i do, <laughs> I do. yeah no, I sit around and watch the TV shows I want to. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I do whatever the hell I want, Kelly. <laughs> and that's part three <laughs> of Not at Odds' TV shows. Okay, to wrap this up, again, I appreciate you guys being here. I think when we went format, we weren't at odds. I don't think we were at odds at that. For the love of music, I don't think we was at odds. No. The only thing that we was at odds about is who had the best music 
But I think that's all. I thought for sure you were just going to say Limp Biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) I think the only thing we're at odds at is Limp Biscuit. The Blink 182 from your trip to Florida is coming back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I don't know. You know, that's the only one that's on the fence, but that's so subjective. It it is. It's very subjective. So, I think we can all say that we are not not at at odds. odds.